Hashtag the takeoff. Um, so yesterday, uh, Advocate T4 uh, withdrew from the case. Yes, yes, um, he said he was quitting because of harassment. Um, he claimed that he was being subjected to by the judge. Um, he said uh, the police and the National Prosecuting Authority uh, were all against him. Um, and if you are someone that's been, I guess, following the case, I think we seem to have... Before we even introduce... Um, okay, I think she's still there. Tabi saying, are you still there? Yes, I'm Yay. still here. Oh, good morning. I don't know. I thought I'd lost you there. So, good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Maybe just bring us in. Um, so, so before yesterday, right, we were expecting that they were going to be talking about the fact that he had said that uh, the High Court in Pretoria uh, possibly wasn't the right place for this trial to be taking place because the crime took place in Foslo. So, the, so this trial should be taking place um, in the South Gauteng High Court in Joburg. Um, he also had spoken about the fact that two of his uh, clients that he was representing um, were being coerced or, or almost being forced to confess to the case. And then he comes back and quits. What's happened? <laughs> that is a very good question. So um, I, what we were supposed to be talking about yesterday was indeed the issue of jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. But when Ad- Advocate Baloy opened the proceedings yesterday, he made mention that um, with their correspondence between them and Advocate Sefo, um, it was then made mention that the issue of jurisdiction is no longer to be an issue at all. Uh, No reason set forth as to why, which then made the issue of whether the court has the right to hear it fall away. And then in the midst of all of that, Instead of, you know, addressing the questions, for example, that uh, Judge Maumela wanted answered about why the heads of argument were not presented to him and why in these correspondence nothing was said to him so that he's aware of what is going to happen today or rather yesterday. So now uh, he ended up entertaining the issue of, or rather he ended up presenting the issue of a letter wherein one of his clients is being uh, ill-treated in Khosmapuru yes. uh, prison, which then destroyed the whole proceedings yesterday. Tell us about the way the, the case was being handled, particularly um, in uh, Advocate Defoe's uh, side. And, you know, do you as a professional believe that he handled it in the best way possible? Uh, no, I really don't think so. He has some very good and legitimate points. It's just that he pointed them out at the wrong stage in the trial. You know, things that about the confessions and all of those things. You as a defense don't necessarily have to bring that up. And especially during the, the, the state case and also in the middle of someone else's cross-examination. That's where the issues are. That's why the, the argument, so to speak, between him and the presiding officer were always on procedure. Always saying, you know what, I hear what you're saying and I, I, I probably understand your frustration, but this is not the time. This is not the manner in which you present such evidence. And that's where the back and forth between him and Judge Maumel has always been, that you are not following procedure. The things that he raised from the time that, you know, this whole derailment happened, had he raised them at the time that the state had now presented that evidence, it would have been one of those whereby we're going to get a, a Section 174 application granted with immediate effect by the time we get to the defense case. But now he's raising it in, in a time where it won't even be considered. It's not even evidence before the court. It's just him giving evidence from the bar, and the court will not at any stage recognize any of that evidence. Speaking of poor timing, on the 28th of April when he was arrested in court, um, he actually mentioned this particular event when he was saying that he's withdrawing 
accusing the president's office of being involved in this. Does this accusation hold any weight and do you think there'll be any repercussions? Well, I don't know if the president's office feel like they have to retaliate or respond to that. So I don't know if it's of any weight at all. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, he's going to present certain evidence or open a case in whatever manner or form for intimidation or harassment or whatever the case may be. Um, so for his personal issues about him being arrested and all of those things, it's a completely separate case that he needs to now defend himself because in that matter he is the accused person so all of these things that he's talking about he needs to present it as evidence in order to get the charges against him withdrawn or whatever the case may be so i i don't know with the, a lot of allegations that he he said about a lot of people but to this stage we don't have any proof or evidence that these things have actually happened so, so let's forget about the fact that we think he got emotional um, in court. But does he have a valid point about the whole being biased against him? Is no, he really doesn't. From the the, the proceedings that, that that has happened, I think that he feels that um, Jasmine Miller is being biased because. Every time that he speaks, he's being corrected, and then he gets upset. And then by getting upset, then the judge gets upset, and then it becomes a, a back and forth between the two. So if you if you look at how Advocate Baloy and Advocate Nsololo would also try, in a manner that is not very uh, out there, to try and lead him in the right direction, that my little colleague, if he could do this and do that, then we'll be able to, to move on with the case. And then instead of getting the hints from his colleagues, where they're not blatantly saying, my guy, let's do this, don't do that, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. it still gets him upset and say that there's, there's favor being shown to advocate Mushololo. That's where, you know, you end up, you know, saying, what am I supposed to do to show you that the procedure you're following is not the correct one? So there's also that issue which he raised yesterday of the second docket, so the second case. How do you see that coming into play? Do you think uh, it's something that will be taken up now or it's also dead in the water? Well, that one would depend on the state. Remember, the state is the one that then disclosed the second docket in the middle of cross-examination by Advocate Nshololo. That's why we actually had to have another recess before this one where she needs to go consult with her client because she has this new evidence before her. So now the state has to decide how are they going to use that docket in this in this matter? Are they going to call the accused persons in that docket as witnesses against these accused persons. That is what that is that is the clarity that Advocate Nsololo wanted. And to to this date I don't think that was very clarified. The only thing that was dealt with was whether or not there was a, a certificate of knowledge prosecute that was issued in that docket um against those seven accused. And then there was an issue that there was a junior advocate who had signed and said that they must be prosecuted. Yeah. And then another person had signed and said no there's no merit in this case. So that is basically where we are. The state now has to determine or decide rather how are they going to deal with this evidence that is now before uh, the advocating for because it's not before the court as yet. We've literally got 30 seconds. So the family has waited for a very long time for this case to get to trial. We are here and now obviously the person representing uh, the accused um, has, has abandoned the, the case. What happens now for the family? 
Sure. For now, the accused persons have to decide what do they do. Do they get legal aid, a private attorney, or represent themselves? If they choose to get legal aid or a private attorney, we have to wait for transcripts to be made ready to, to the new um, legal representatives. And then they then have to get the copy of the docket. Yo. And then they now have to consult. So it's a long, long journey before we get to resuming the trial. So we're not going to see Kelly be I understand anytime soon? No, no, not at all. I don't think even by September, no. And Tavi Singh, thank you for chatting to us. I'm definitely sure we'll speak to you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, That's Tavi Singh, uh, Tubazana, director, Tubazana Attorneys, uh, speaking to us about the sins of your trial. Nala, are you you feeling better now? Uh, Well, (laughs) feeling better. The Takeoff, exclusive to Radio 2000.